Praise God. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah chapter 6. And starting in verse 1. For the next few moments of time, I want to preach on the subject of back to glory. Back to glory. And that is what this reset is all about. We are clearing out the clutter. Did you hear what I said? I said we are clearing out the clutter. We are clearing out everything that has hindered us, that has distracted us, that has brought division and discord, and we are getting back to the glory of God. How many knows that this world needs an invasion of God's glory? A politician can't fix it. Come on, somebody. The elephant can't fix it. The donkey can't fix it. But what I want to submit to you today is that God's glory can right every wrong. He can correct everything that is displaced and out of order. How many believes that what we need is an invasion of the glory of God? Hallelujah. So I want us to look at Isaiah chapter 6. Starting in verse 1. And the word of the Lord says this. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe, or his glory, filled the temple. Can I tell you, that's my prayer today, is that God's glory would settle down in this place. It filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Hallelujah. I don't care, church, what it looks like. I don't care what picture that Fox News and CNN is painting. I know there is gross darkness that has invaded the land. I know there is abominations and sins that have seemingly uh, uh, invaded our culture and in our society. But can I remind somebody that at that moment where it seems to be the darkest, that is when the glory of God is going to show up and it is going to cover the world as the waters cover the sea does anybody believe that today it says they cried out that the whole earth is full of his glory and the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out and the house was filled with smoke so I said this is the prophet Isaiah speaking woe is me for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. 
And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I. Send me. You see, right here in Isaiah chapter 6, this is a depiction of the manifestation of God's glory in the temple and how mortal man reacted and responded to it. Yes, it is. I want to submit to you today that the glory of God, maybe you're questioning what exactly is the glory of God. I understand that this is the year of the reset. I understand that we, we are being commissioned to get back to glory. But what exactly is the glory of God? I want to submit this to you this morning. That the glory of God is the revelation of who he really is. Do you know him? I said, do you know him? What is the glory of God? It is the revelation of who God really is. It is the manifestation of the fullness of his characteristics and attributes. It is the weightiness of God. Can I tell you that when the glory of God shows up in a place, it'll leave you as a dead man or a dead woman. Let me tell you, I'm Pentecostal to the bone. I'm not ashamed of it. It's my roots. It's my heritage. And I love to worship God. I love to praise God. I love to shout. I love to jump. I love to dance. I love all of those outward expressions and manifestations that we experience in the presence of God. But as I grow older and as I, I go deeper in God and in the things of God, I'm coming to a place in my life to what I honor even more than that and what I cherish even more than that is when the glory of God shows up in a place and you can hear a pin drop. You won't hear a bunch of commotion. Nothing wrong with that. There's a time and a place for that. But can I tell you when the glory of God shows up, when the weightiness of who God really is hits a place, hits a room, hits a house, hits a region and a territory, you will have no choice but to change your heart and to change your life because you can never encounter the glory of God without experiencing transformation I'm talking about getting back to glory you see we must get back to glory we have no choice you see, this modern-day church, we have to get back to glory. If we are going to be the church that Jesus bled and died for, we have no choice but to get back to his glory. you got to understand today that the glory of God is not just if we want it, but the glory of God is a priority. It has to be our number one priority. I don't know about you today, but I don't want to have one more service without the glory of God. 
Nobody's saying nothing in this house today. I said, I don't want to go through one more church service without the glory of God being present, being real, being tangible in our midst and in this atmosphere. Why? Because I know that's what it's going to take to reach this generation. I know that's what it's going to take to set our hearts ablaze again. I know that's what it's going to take to heal the sick. I know that's what what it's going to take to drive back the forces of hell. It is an invasion of the glory of God. But what are the prerequisites to accessing this glory? What are the prerequisites to accessing this glory? How many wants to experience God's glory? How many wants to have a head-on collision with the glory of